Welcome to Energetic Radio. I am your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I bring you amazing guests and interviews from some of the world's best operators. They will teach us how to bring fun, energy, and joy into each and every day. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to episode number 100 of the podcast. And before I get into today's guest, I would like to just say a big thank you to all the guests that I've had previously. Giving up their time to help listeners has been amazing. And also to the listeners for the lovely emails, comments, social media messages, five-star reviews on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, please go and do that because the more exposure we can get, the bigger impact we can have. And that is what we're trying to do here. So now... To get into today's guest, it is a topic that I've been a little bit scared about and always nervous, but with females, um, with pregnancy and exercising afterwards, there's so many common myths and perceptions about what's safe, what's not safe, what we need to do and what we can't do. So today, for the 100th episode, I've had a lot of friends recently that have had babies. I wanted to give them and other listeners and everyone else out there some insight from one of the best in the business, Kirsten Campbell. Now, Kirsten is based in Auckland, and I have the pleasure of calling her a good mate. We have uh, gone to a couple of courses together and training and everything like that, but she is an expert in this field. So for any mothers, women, even males out there, you really need to listen to today's episode because it's so informative. There's so many ideas that you can take in and really implement into your life to making being a mother, being a woman, and being a father the best possible experience you can. So, guys, sit back and enjoy. Episode number 100 is full of absolute gold from my good friend, Kirsten Campbell. Welcome. This is episode number 100, and I am stoked to have my really good mate all the way from Auckland, Kirsten Campbell. How are you, buddy? Hey, good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Number 100, that's pretty special. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, sort of flown along. And um, today's uh, episode, now I'm going to get into your story and we're going to go through it all. But for people listening, this was an email that you sent through a couple of weeks ago. So you asked me to practice the words vagina, prolapse, wetting yourself, pooing yourself, saggy and loose. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I am scared. <laughs> Sounds like you've practiced. That's good. <laughs> oh, I, I am so scared and I was like, I don't know what I'm getting myself in for. But this is really exciting and I think this episode will have a huge impact, uh, particularly on uh, women and mothers around the world, which I'm really excited about. So, Kirst, can you give us a little bit of your background and how you got into KC Fit and just dominating the post postnatal and the mothers and the pregnancy and everything that you're doing now? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've got two kids, um, Michaela's 10 and Ethan is seven. And it was, um, I didn't give birth to Ethan, so he has not affected me in this physical way. Um, but it was Michaela when she was seven, um, through exercise, I completely tore my tummy down the middle and, um, weakened my pelvic floor. Um, so I like to push myself. I physically like to, I see a challenge and I want to go hard and see how far and how much I can push my body. And it was, a, um, 
Aussie league player, I can't remember his name, and he did a challenge, a personal challenge, where he did 100 burpees every day for 100 days. And I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. Um, and I, that played a huge part in my core being torn down the middle. Um, us trainers, as you'll know, Dale, we're not taught about the fact, I mean, a man and a woman's body are different. We're, we're built differently. And we're not taught when we study that we also need to be exercised differently. Um, we're not taught about hormones, uh, about what happens during pregnancy, around our cycle, um, when we go perimenopausal or even post-birth in the postnatal period. And we're not, and even people can think postnatal, that might be three months or six months having a child. We're actually postnatal for the rest of our life. Um, so through exercising the way that I always had and the way that I trained my clients, I injured myself and, and I hurt I hurt my body and I had to I had to rehab and literally get strapped back together. Um, so I've had Casey Fit uh, running normal boot camps. Uh, I had mum only classes, but that didn't I didn't train them any differently. I just offered babysitting. Um, but after I got injured, I went to a women's health physio who is different to a normal physio, and she opened my eyes up. I retrained and I studied and studied and studied um, just pelvic floor, just pregnancy, pre and postnatal. So I've done so many courses and I will never stop. Like our bodies, I mean, you'll know, Dale, women are complicated. Um, they are, we, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know what we're thinking sometimes or we don't even understand ourselves. <laughs> our bodies are just the same. Um, so this just opened my eyes to not just what I did to myself, but what I was putting my clients' bodies through. And I, I now specialize in training mums or women safely, and I teach what has happened to your body, what, what's happening right now. Wetting yourself may be common, but it's not normal. And if you keep wetting yourself, if you keep feeling that bulge sticking out between your legs, if you have pain or discomfort during sex after childbirth, while well, it's common, it's not normal, and that there is help to rectify that. And um, I know a lot, like crazy Dale, 80% of women leak. 80%. So it's after pregnancy, 80% of women. And, and is that just, um, it's just a common thing, and they're like, oh, well, that's just how it is? Yeah, yeah. And that's during pregnancy. A lot starts during pregnancy because okay. the massive baby and they just think it's normal, it's common, and this is my lot in life, and this is what I now have to live with. Wow, that's 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 a crazy statistic that um, that a lot of people have. And I know when we first met in Auckland a couple of years ago at our workshop, you were telling me a lot of these stats, and I was just blown away with it. So I want to I want to get stuck into a couple of these. So one of the ones, let's start during pregnancy. Um, yeah. I always get people saying, what, what's acceptable? What sort of exercise? What activities can women do safely that's not going to harm the baby? Yeah. So um, I don't want to put fear out there. You, If you can, you want to exercise. Like mentally, physically, it is way better to exercise during pregnancy if your body is okay. Um you definitely want to choose and ask your trainer if they are trained in pre and postnatal care. And honestly, if they're not, they're bluffing it. And it, they've maybe looked on the internet and they've seen the basics are 
you can't overheat and you don't want your heart rate to get too high but it is so much more complicated and I'm so serious um you are not just now looking after a, a client you've got the baby's life in your hands and um oh man what is the stat it's crazy high of miscarriages I think it is it's I think it's over 50 percent of pregnancies end in miscarriage Wow, really? That, that, that's the stat. Really, really high. And that is um, not just first trimester. That might be three or four weeks pregnant, but that is uh, a lot of women bleed, but every it's not, you know, all the bleeds don't by any means end in a miscarriage, but um, baby's not strong enough. Whatever's the situation, it's just not meant to be. And if you add a trainer in there who doesn't know what they're doing, then they're going to hike those stats up. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, so, you keep going, yeah. So first of all, your trainer wants to be um, knowing what they're doing. You don't want to go to a boot camp class when you've never done boot camp before. So you don't want to start something new. Your body's going to freak out. Um, but the safest stuff that you can be doing to start with is pelvic floor exercises, and your which is deep core, and this your transverse ab um, exercises, which is your deepest core tummy muscle. Um, which works in with your breathing. And uh, you want to be doing that to uh, increase your quality of pregnancy and aid you through childbirth and recover better later. Yeah, nice. And I know that obviously I've got you on here today because I myself uh, are not qualified in this and I'm always very honest with that. But also we're going to talk about a lot of these activities that you can do at home safely um, to help that pregnancy because obviously – for example, uh, my brother-in-law just had a baby in the weekend and apparently it was like a 36-hour ordeal. And oh, yeah. so, so improving those your, your deep core, will that yeah. sometimes help the pregnancy and so it's not as painful? Yes, yeah. So the um, midwife, uh, sorry, not midwives, the pelvic floor or women's health physios will tell you if you are looking after your pelvic floor and your transverse throughout your pregnancy beforehand and throughout – it actually shortens your birth and labor, and it is, it is more successful. So you don't want your pelvic floor to be too tight. You need to relax it. Otherwise, it, it's, it can tear off the bone. It's like the stuff that women go through, Dale, you just you need to know how amazing we are. I, like, I do know how amazing you are. <laughs> and, and, oh, it's one thing that I'm very, very grateful to I'm a male for. I've heard some horrific <laughs> stories. And it's something that I, I do, I, and that's what I want to. I want to learn today as well, and that's hopefully other people will, particularly males, because I know how we, we just don't know a lot about it. We see the pain yeah. people go through and, and the stories, but that's why I want to talk about this with you. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so all of all of the stuff for a pregnant mum, you want to check with your LMC, your lead maternity caregiver, whether it's your midwife or uh, if you're with a specialist. They are going to tell you what is and isn't safe. Um, and there's warning, warning signs to look out for, the dizziness, the swelling. Um, you can't talk because you can't breathe. And it's um, you want to be moving, but you just have to pull it back. Um, if you've got any pelvic pain around your, your bone structure or anything, you just have to pull it back. Like there's, there's some stuff that one woman, she could just do almost everything the same. And then you can get another mum who can hardly do anything and walking is excruciatingly painful. You can, um, you could be wheelchair bound due to your pelvic region 
being so loose and disjointed. So there's definitely pelvic floor and transverse work um, is across the board, but then everything else, it's so specialised. It just depends on the mum. But um, a lot of women, as you know, Dale, suffer with um, either postnatal depression or the depression can sink in as you get in. We exercise, if you know, you can be exercising through your pregnancy and you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's not normal. Usually, when you exercise, you either, you know, you're dropping weight or you're maintaining and you're getting fitter and stronger. And, and exercising when you're pregnant is a completely different headspace. You're no longer exercising to be an Olympic athlete or to train for an event. Well, your event actually is your birth, you're, you're training to stay sane to be out in the fresh air, to, to talk to other adults. Um, and you're training to, to be fit enough and strong enough to carry this pregnancy weight, to get through the most traumatic experience your body's going to go through of childbirth and to recover quicker. And the better shape we can be in, whatever that looks like for any mum, then the better the outcome's definitely going to be for us and our, our partner we're living with. <laughs> I, I, I think so. And I can, I can clearly imagine it's probably like training for the Olympics and you do that each time uh, a baby's birth. So the, you yep. can put in the hard yards, you can put in the training, and it's going to benefit you in the long run, particularly at that birthing stage, which is really hard. So are there any common myths about exercising with pregnant? I know some people say you can't do it, but I believe that, you need to move your body. To move yep. your body makes you happy, release endorphins, and just obviously getting outside and connecting with other people is crucial. Are there, are there yep. common myths that people come and tell you, particularly if all your training, you're an expert in this field now, what are some myths that just aren't true? Yeah, so I get mums who will say, oh, I'm pregnant now, I don't need to do my pelvic floor, or I'm pregnant now, I'll leave my tummy split till after the baby, Ah. Oh, I'm only on baby number two. I'll wait until I've finished having children. And it's just all a crock. Like, yeah. the better the better care we can get in now, like I said, like, I just had a new mum today. We've just done a new block. And a new mum, and she just she's just had number three. And after her second, who was just under five kgs, woolsers, um, <laughs> She had quite a decent tummy split because she's got a tiny frame and the belly was really big, which split her tummy, which is normal. It's our body saying, I need to make way for our baby. After the baby came out, she didn't get the right care and she hadn't closed her tummy split. Um, if you look down at your fingers, Dale, she would have been almost four fingers wide. Wow. You've probably got bigger hands than me. So maybe three of your fingers, that was the gap between her six pack and she she did nothing um she didn't have a chance and so if and if she'd been able to then her gap would have been smaller for this one and then recovered quicker and better um so another myth um so for that all of that it's a load of crock do something now do something now start now whatever level it can be um do it right but you can do something now and then another myth is um Oh, it's just floated away. The no, floated away. That's maybe right. it'll, maybe that's it'll right. come back. Maybe it'll come back as you come. That's, and that's cool. I really like that. And um, I think that's great advice for anyone in anything that um, don't wait for it. You can start action today, and there's always something you can do to help with reducing that gap. And I remember when you started talking to me about this, about this gap, like I'd never really even heard about it. It's crazy. So straight after birth, what are some things that mothers 
can do or really need to do to start reducing that gap because three or four fingers is a split in my tummy. That is an yep. alarming size gap. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Um, so first of all, like I, you, pelvic floor is always the place to start. So depending on your birth, if you've had a vaginal or a C-section, when your body feels like it can and everybody's different, you'll start with pelvic floor. And um, just to even go there, like for me, Dale, I had quite a traumatic birth uh, with Michaela and I'm pretty sure I was throwing a pelvic floor flyer, but I was never taught what to do. And I was just in survival mode and I didn't do them. I just was like, well, I need to sleep when I can. My baby had reflux. She didn't want to sleep. She just wanted to suck. She vomited everywhere. So looking after me was at the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, and it's really common. And now, so but fifth, so more statistics for you. 50% of women after birth don't do pelvic floor. So I was in that statistic. But then half of the women who do, they're doing them wrong. So they're pushing out instead of lifting up. They're using their transverse, that deep core muscle, instead of using their pelvic floor. They're just squeezing the entrance, the vagina, let's use those words for you, instead of licking, uh, lifting, not licking, we're not licking, oh my gosh, instead of lifting their pelvic floor. Oh, God. So the, the point of that is, you want to learn good technique. You've got to learn how to do it properly. Um, I just, I, I'm pretty sure Australia's midwife, um, like referrals to women's health physios are way better than here in New Zealand. And I don't, I, I, I know there's places in Europe that are outstanding that at the hospital, ready to teach you, ready to assist you. And one of my goals is to improve that in New Zealand to add more support there. Um, girls, you can actually check yourselves. You can get your fingers, get a couple of fingers in, and it's a good clue if you are not comfortable putting your fingers in because it's discomfort, you know, it's not comfortable yet, you're still recovering from tearing or stitches, then you're not ready to do pelvic floor exercises. But when you're ready, you can put your fingers in and then do your breathing, relaxing, do your squeeze, and then do your lift, and you'll feel that movement there. Um, and if you don't want to do that, I'll, I'll tell you now, guys, are useless at it. You cannot get them to check um, or let you know if you're doing it right because they suck. They're in there for one reason and it is not to check the technique of your pelvic floor. So <laughs> I would, <laughs> I recommend you go see a women's health or pelvic floor physiotherapist um, to nail your technique because if you're trying and you're just a top-notch mum, you may as well check you're doing it right. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's so crucial. And um, how often or not do mothers put their kids first? And yeah. what ends up happening? I think this comes back to a lot of things in life. If you're not actually investing time in yourself, and you're not the happiest person you be, then that's yeah. going to reflect in your motherhood, your life, yeah. your family, relationship, to friends, every aspect of your life. So I think this is so crucial, Curse, and that's why yeah. I wanted to share this today. Now, one of the amazing things you do is obviously run great sessions in Auckland, and I've been I've been able to see these, and it's fantastic what you do. But you also now treat people and mothers all over the world with your online community. So I will have a link. Um, in our show notes for this so you can go and check it out because you've got a free Facebook page where you post things regularly and simple things like that. Now, 
for some mothers, um, I'm guessing on your Facebook page, Chris, do you have simple activities or moves that they can start with or test out or things like that? Do you want to explain a little bit of the online side of things that you're doing? Yeah, yeah. So um, my free my free group, um, Casey Fitz Postnatal Care, is a private group only for mums. I screen it. I get dodgy guys trying to join um, just for mums to come in. I actually have some trainers who have said, Kirsten, I want to get better at this for my clients. And so I welcome them in and let them learn from what I'm doing. But I've got um, the videos um, – I have videos in this free group and the education, and then I've got my online membership where I have a rehabilitation course where I teach you how to do your pelvic floor exercises. I teach you how to exercise with your pelvic floor. If you don't use your pelvic floor during exercise, then you can prolapse. So you, which means an area of that area, um, I don't know, you could do uterus prolapse, um, your bowel can prolapse, your... Um, cervix can prolapse your, which means fall out. You can literally, it falls out between your entrance and you could push it back up. Like there's different levels of dropping. Um, so I teach you how to work out with your pelvic floor so that doesn't happen. I teach you, we touched before on tummy splits. So I teach you how to check for a tummy split um, and then how to close your tummy split. So I've got exercises to work your transverse, downplay the stronger core muscles that are doing too much um, so that your weaker core, your pelvic floor and your transverse, can be used to help close that split. And then I get you to look for doming, um, which is like you're peaking down the centre of your um, tummy. Like if you bake like a ginger loaf and it, it peaks in the middle instead of being nice and flat, um, that means that there's another gross one here for you, Dale. Okay. If you have if you have doming down the middle of your tummy, which is that peaking, that is your internal organs pushing up through your tummy split. Oh wow! So that's that's because you haven't mended it properly. That it's like yep. a dome, and I know I know for men listening, I know if you get a hernia, it can sort of do yes. things like yep. that. So yep. um, I never knew that was possible. So that that really yep. just shows the importance of really getting that tummy that split gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I teach that really good fundamental stuff. I teach you how to function well first and foremost as a mum. When we like, we've got a pretty manual life. Holding our baby, you should be able to lift your pelvic floor. Picking up a wet basket of washing, you should be able to lift your pelvic floor. All of the tasks we do around, like we all carry eight shopping bags in each hand, so we only have to do one trip. And if you can't lift your pelvic floor, it's pushing out. Um, so I teach all of that. And then I have online workouts where I do the workout with you online. So I, it's recorded and I'm all throughout, I'm queuing. How's transverse? Have you pulled that up? Checking with your pelvic floor, breathing. Okay, you've got a bad wrist, so here's an alternative. So I've got, you know, there's a lot of bad um, hips or knees. So I've got alternatives to help you exercise safely from the comfort of your home. You don't need a babysitter. You don't even have to get dressed. I mean, the girls could do it in their nutties for all I know. Maybe just a bra <laughs> for support. <laughs> I, I, I love all of that. And I think uh, particularly with young mothers, and I know I've got a lot of uh, like female friends that have just recently had babies and things, and um, actually leaving the house is such an effort. So yeah. to be able to do that safely at home is amazing. So my big thing is here, I had Kirsten today because 
She's doing amazing work, but you can go on and check out everything she's doing for free. And if you like that, then instead of signing up for a gym, a personal trainer, or anything like this, you can actually get the best of the best. You can do it at home safely and feel like Curse is there with you all the way from Auckland. So I definitely recommend that. Go and check out the show notes um, at energetic.education forward slash podcast. And in there, episode 100, you'll see a link to check out both of those sites we've spoken about. Now, Curse, where do you find your energy, passion, motivation, particularly first to do 100 burpees in 100 days? But <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. I did a burpee kilometre once and that was enough, but not every day. So where do you find this energy, this zest and this this passion to help mothers and women around the world? Uh, so I believe that, I mean, I just love helping people and I believe that everything bad that happens to us has the ability to turn into good. So while it sucked that I got injured and it completely changed the way that I could function, um, I'm so passionate about either helping mums whose bodies are fine at the moment to teach them how to keep them well so they don't get injured or to help mums who are early on to and are injured how to rehab and to give them hope that their life doesn't need to be like this and that there's something better and there's no age that you have to um there's no cut off postpartum cut off there's always hope I was talking with my grandma um, about her pelvic floor. And I strongly recommend if you have a good relationship, um, maybe not the guys to ask their grandma, but <laughs> our grandparents don't need to live wearing a nappy. We don't need to live with sanitary pads. Like I'm just, I really want to help break off lies that people believe that they're stuck with this for the rest of their life and give them hope and improve their confidence that their quality of life could be way better. Like, I'm, I don't care about the aesthetics. I'm not, I'm not a trainer who cares to help sculpt a gorgeous bikini body. There's other trainers that are amazing at that. I want to I wanna help fight depression, and I want to help lift up people's oh, mum's moods to go, you know what, I'm in Groundhog Day, and I'm in survival, but it's normal, and I'm normal, and... Um, and there's something better and that there's hope. And I, I want to create a community, whether it's in my classes here in New Zealand or whether it's online where, I mean, you know, Dale, I'm a dork. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh about stuff and I make fun of stuff. And I guess when you've been a place yourself, when you've felt like you're alone, when you've felt really isolated, when you, mums compare themselves too much. I just, I, I'm really, I am passionate about breaking that down and, um, Fighting, I can fight harder for other people than I can for myself. So, and Dale, I mean, you're such a good friend where you fight for me. So you speak, I don't know if you're aware of it, you may be, but you speak truth into me where I don't believe it of myself. And, and I'm really passionate to speak this truth into mums um, in, a, in a similar way, just a different area. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much for the nice words, Kirst. But I think I think that's very true on everybody that, um, it, you know, we're all willing to help other people and want to see other people succeed. But deep down, it's a lot harder to do that ourselves. So yeah. um, what you're actually doing, and, and you can just tell listeners that Kirst is so passionate about everything she's doing and she is making a difference. So it is never too soon, too late to start. And you can always improve your body. It's not just your body. It's the benefits that come with it. 
right? Yeah. And the benefits for your family, the ones around you, because if you're happy, you love yourself, then you're able to uh, love others. And I think that's really yeah. crucial. And that's a great bit of advice you've just mentioned there. Now, is there a question, Kirsten, you wish mothers asked you more? Um, oh. Bit of a, tr- uh, bit of a tricky one. It, it is. I think... Um... I mean, I get maybe just to say that while there's pressure on social media to look a certain way, to bounce back, to get your pre-baby body back, which is all a load of crock, um, I, before any of this, and I just say to sleep and rest and let your body recover, um, there's a hormone relaxant that's in our body until three months after we stop breastfeeding or stop uh, uh, give birth, whatever we do. Even if we miscarry, it's still in our body for three months after we miscarry. And that hormone relaxant affects our body hugely. Um, and our body needs it, but it also puts us in, a, in an area where we can get damaged and injured. You get the, the sore wrists, sore knees, your pelvis, your pelvic floor is a lot weaker. Um, your transverse definitely can split. Um, and I've had a client open her tummy twice. So she had no split post-birth. She exercised too hard because she didn't want to listen to me, opened it. She listened to me and closed it. And then she blimmin' went hard again. And so she did my rehab stuff and now she's finally learnt. Um, so I, I think it, I think it's just to give you permission, mums, to rest and honour your body. And the power in sleep is way surpasses starving yourself to lose weight and exercising excessively to lose weight it is look after you first, like Dale said. Enjoy that time with your baby. And, and no matter what age you're at, it's, it is looking after yourself and the aesthetics. No matter what social media or, or uh, you know, anything makes leads you to believe, there's always a backstory behind anything. And um, it's your quality of life that um, I hope people will aim for above what they look like. Because we're just honestly going to get saggier and saggier and looser and looser as life goes on. Yep. So life has to be more about what we look like. And yeah, I think that's so it's so important. And one of the big things you just mentioned there is, is social media. Now, don't get me wrong, I really love social media, but I talk about yeah. this a lot, that it, it is a really negative place because nobody's posting. Um, I know you said you had a late night last night. You might have got up a bit rough. You weren't going to post a photo first thing in the morning, Kurt, saying, yeah, yeah, oh, no. geez, I'm, geez, I'm rough. <laughs> You're going to post a photo now saying, oh, I'm crushing it. I'm doing a podcast with Dale. I feel amazing. Yeah. So no, yeah. one, no one shares these bad parts. So social media is like someone's highlight reel. So yeah. if you're constantly comparing and looking at that, um, it's going to have a real negative effect. And particularly if you're home as a mother, I'm guessing if you're constantly scrolling, that's yeah. not going to really help you, is it? Yeah, not at all. You compare your worst to other social media's best and it's it's not reality at all. And it's hard. It's just this new day and age that we're living in. Like, you, you don't see what's going on behind the backgrounds before that photo was taken, and then you don't see what's happening after the photo was taken. <laughs> well, that, and it might have taken 600 goes to get that photo because the other 599 True. weren't any good. So True. I think that and it's a trap everybody's in. It's not just mothers, not just women. There's kids. I see it everywhere now that 
it is so dependent on social media and your followers, yeah. your likes, and everyone. I'm not doing this, they're doing that, and it, it's yeah. a big thing. So the, I think the big message there is the more time you can put into yourself, the more investment you have in your body your mind and how you feel the better you're going to be so i yeah. think that's a great bit of advice and i love that answer curse now i've got yeah. two questions that i i finish off with always and i ask my guests um if you could go back to 18 year old Kirsty, is there one bit of advice that you've learned now um from all your years not saying you're old but um from all your years that you could wish you could tell yourself back when you're 18 and it might be don't do 100 burpees in 100 days <laughs> once, you've, once you've given birth or is there one bit of advice that you wish you knew then that you know now yeah it'll just be that I am awesome who I am um and I don't need to I don't fit a mold like you Dale you don't fit a mold either um <laughs> and that being different's okay like I don't need to compare myself to anybody else. And, and you know, we, we leave high school and we're told we need to go to university. And um, and so because it wasn't the field I wanted to take, I felt like I was a lesser of a person. So it would be, I'm awesome as I am. Uh, mums, you always, like so many mums, want their 18-year-old body back. And when you're 18, you're never happy with your blimmin' 18-year-old yeah. body. Um, but, yeah, I think it would be definitely to be kinder to myself. I actually have a rule that I say and I'll um, to my mums, and this is the truth for anybody, is to never say something to yourself that you would never say to your children or you would never say to your spouse if you're a nice spouse. Yes. So it is, you know, we say stink stuff to ourselves, but we'd never speak that over our friends or over somebody that's dear to us. So it's just, it's all about being more positive and kinder to yourself, talking about how strong we are, how fit we are, as opposed to, oh, I've got a muffin top or my skin's sagging, I've got stretch marks and that's not good enough anymore. My boobs are at my um, belly button now and they didn't used to be. Who cares? Your body's produced an amazing thing and it's not going to sit where it was anymore. It's, it shouldn't. Um, so that would be that one. I, I think that's great. And again, it's all about self-appreciation. And um, I, I, I've never heard someone say that, that don't don't talk to yourself the way you wouldn't talk to others. So I think that's great advice for anybody, kids, dads, anybody out there, mums. That's really good advice. So final one, and I, you've sort of mentioned this a little bit, Kirst, but what's the impact that you want to have in the world? So I know you're already doing amazing things, but is there a legacy that you want to leave um, when you retire or when, when you're done from working, what's that impact that you want to have on the world today? Oh, it's huge. It's so big. It's, I feel like it's beyond me. So I want to change those statistics we talked about, um, the 80% of mums who leak, 50% of mums that prolapse. I want to change um, statistics of suicide in New Zealand. It's huge. Too many people are saying it's too hard. Um, and I want to change... Uh, statistics of depression and um, anxiety so those are massive I want to be I want I want all PT trainers in New Zealand as part of their training to have some level of pre and postnatal in this because 80% of clients everywhere are women um, so I want to I want to uh, just get that acknowledgement out there more have uh, it higher on the New Zealand radar that you get funded women's health physiotherapy after you have a child um, and Spread the word more that what I do is no longer unique, but it's normal. Um, 
and uh, yeah, training the women around the world safely, and that I become less unique, that it just becomes more common. So it's pretty big. Well, um, I, yeah. I think that's amazing, Kirsten. Um, this was an episode that um, I've been wanting to do, but to be honest, it's uh, something that scares me a little bit because I haven't really, I don't really understand it enough. And there's words in there like pulling yourself and sagging and loose and prolapse and things that I just had no idea and I'm sure other people listening today have taken so much away from it and not only that your passion and everything you're doing particularly by offering free stuff to help mums out there so anybody listening go along check out the free Facebook stuff and then I can guarantee that you'll be like wow I want more curse in my life I want to train with her at home because you are dominating and she is the best in the business so curse thank you so much for your time today your energy your passion and everything you're doing I know so many mums and women out there are going to gain so many valuable insights from what you've spoken about today Thank you. Um, can I do? Can I do something um, to? I just want to try and embarrass you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yes, I'd, I'd love that, Kirst. That'd be amazing. Go for it. Uh, I'll let so it go. Men leak as well. It's not just women, but because you guys seem to have most of the best in life, you actually get to see your pelvic floor work. So if you stood not right now, please, but in front of a mirror later, okay. drop your dax. Yep. And then you just, without any hands, so no hand work, um, lift your nuts to your guts. You can see your nuts lift up, or another cue is shrink your willy. And men like yourself, you might say, my willy can't go any shorter. This is is it. (laughs) It's not possible. (laughs) I'm glad this is a podcast, because I'm getting really embarrassed just sitting here listening. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. Um, I care about everyone, and men, you need to be working your pelvic floor too, but you can see yours. You can see your nuts lift up, or you can see your willy shrink. You're fine until you have problems soon. So you get prostate, right? Prostate's big. If your prostate gets removed, you're a pouring tap because your pelvic floor currently is supported and sitting on your prostate. But you get prostate problems, and then you you've never used your pelvic floor. You've thrashed it, and then you're you're in you're in trouble. So, guys, I want to encourage you: no hands, nuts to guts, or shrink your willy, and you need to be looking after yourself as well. Wow, well, there, I I don't know how many guys will be listening after <laughs> everything we've already gone through, but if they are, that's a valuable thing. That's probably going to be another. It'll be a good little snippet podcast that one that you've just mentioned there because <laughs> I I didn't know about that myself, and sometimes I think. Um, because I feel I've got a good pelvic floor, I don't think about these things. But I'll, I'll definitely try that out once I get off the podcast, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for that, buddy. I'll have everything in the show notes so you can go and check out. You can And Curse is so, so good with her time that I'm sure if you've got any questions, you can contact yep. her. And even yep. go on the page and say, I loved your message. I loved everything you spoke about today because she's spoken from the heart. She's shared so much and she's a fantastic person to obviously help you through pregnancy and getting back on track and loving yourself again. So, Kirst, thanks so much, buddy. And for episode number 100, I could not think of a better guest. So thank you very much for that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and being um, brave with this um, embarrassing topic. (laughs) I appreciate it.